Hey guys, I'm Tatiana Z, and we are here with the Tulsa Takeover today at Diddy TV. With me, I've got Paul Benjamin of the Paul Benjamin Band, and we're gonna see his set a little later, but I've got a few questions for you because we all wanna know a little bit more about you. Let them rip. All right. So first of all, were you born in Tulsa? I, I was born in Tulsa. Okay, yeah. so you were mm -hmm. born and bred in Tulsa. Yeah, well, I was born and I was raised in a little small town called Inola outside of Tulsa. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice. And moved back to Tulsa, yeah. Mm -hmm. Always had uh, roots there, connections there. So. Mm -hmm. You do have a lot of connections. You seem to be the Tulsa it man. Everybody wants you in their band. <laughs> well, that's, it's true. <laughs> it's not necessarily a label I would prescribe myself, but I would say that I've been rather lucky, yeah. yeah. You play with a, you play with a lot of a lot of hooks there, and you know I've only been through Tulsa a couple of times, but I've seen you on stage multiple times, and I love watching you play your guitar. Your guitar playing is uh, pretty second to none. And I was reading a little bit about you. I guess what they say on Wikipedia is true. Everything I read there is true, right? So, of, of course, <laughs> I, don't, I haven't looked myself up on Wikipedia, but. Uh... But uh, yeah, but I'm gonna assume everything is true. So it said that you um, you learned a lot from Junior Brown. Now is that listening to his records, or is that actually in person live from the man himself? I, I was lucky enough, the impressionable age of 13, to have him for a guitar instructor for a couple wow. of years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. How did that happen? He is a legend. How, um, how did that come about? He happened to be uh, on faculty at a uh, music school. Uh, the music school was called, uh, it was the Hank Thompson School of Music, and you okay. can get a two-year degree in country music. Woo. You can take that with you. Yeah, and obviously you would get millions of gigs of if you course. completed the degree course. Immediately. That's all, you need, that's all you need to do is play country. You need a two-year degree. Not a yeah. four, four-year to rock, but yeah. two-year for country. Two-year yeah. for country. <laughs> so he was there on staff or like as a yeah, special? Yeah, he, he was a faculty instructor. Wow. Yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, my mom uh, knew the department head and... Uh, uh, it, it was it was before Junior had hit the big time, you know, mm -hmm. per se. So uh, uh, when I'd, I'd had a terrible breakup with my first girlfriend that I was determined to marry in seventh grade, you know, it was just terrible. I was feeling terrible. My mom was like, well, I need to get you back in guitar lessons. And uh, she was looking for somebody, you know, because I was really wanting to learn how to play some rock and roll. And he said, oh, yeah, I know some guy I could show you maybe some rock and roll. Name's Junior. Oh. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds started, good. Yeah, it started started down a road where he yeah he wrote, he worked the little record in my brain for life. It was wow. great. Yeah, he showed me that you could play rock and roll, you could play country, you could do all the different styles, you know. Oh, yeah, and, of course. And, and, and do them well. And he and he's been kind of just like my model hero, you know, ever since. Although I've never been as good as Steel as as he is for oh, sure. Wow. So. Well, you know, there's a lot of uh, collaboration going on in the Tulsa sound right now. So there's a uh, lots of people to reach out to for Steel like. Jesse, who's playing on stage, Jesse, Jesse Acock, good. seems yeah. to be an amazing mm -hmm. steel player. You are a fantastic guitar player. I know you back each other up, yeah. and he plays in your band. Yeah, Roger often. Ray lives in town now, mm -hmm. so does Travis Linville, so lots of good steel players. Right. Yeah. Now, Travis Linville, uh, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, um, maybe produced one of John Fulbright's albums, made that first uh, Live at the Blue Note album, I think. Now, is that all from the Tulsa Connection? Not, not necessarily. Not necessarily. They, they okay. were both living over in close to Norman at the time. Okay. You know, I think John was was uh, living back home in, in Guthrie or something like mm -hmm. that at the time, and, and and John will be able to tell you that right, story. Right. Right. But, uh, but Travis, yeah. but Travis, so works Travis with you. Travis has been. Uh, he, he does. He does some producing yeah. and, and things like that. Okay. And uh, you know, he tours on his own. And actually, me and him 
are going to be part of a backing band in Tulsa at the, uh, at the big center in town. They're doing a benefit for Leonard Peltier. And really? so, yeah, I put them on call, and we're going to be guitar players, and I'm kind of musical directing for this band, and we're going to back Jamie Johnson, Jesse Coulter, uh, Shooter Jennings, wow. uh, uh, Chris Christopherson. So, yeah, that'll be a special thing coming That is amazing. Year. When is that and happening? Uh, it's it's going to be in November, November okay. 6th. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. So this I've eaten a lot of Wheaties for that. Yeah, you better get that strength yeah. up, I, I bet you. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what surprises me so much about Tulsa, or I should say never ceases to amaze me, is that this kind of thing happens. This community really reaches out and, and lifts each other up, but you, you use each other in these amazing collaborative uh, concerts and ways. You know, you record on each other's albums, you do shows together, you hire each other for gigs, you know, the gigs that you're talking about coming mm -hmm. up. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't often happen in other towns. It happens here in Memphis a lot too, but there's a special community there in Tulsa. Do you bring that with you out of town or do you go to other towns and hire other guys when you tour? Uh, when we tour, it's, it's however it comes together. Okay. You know, we're, we're entering a really interesting time where uh, a lot of songwriters with uh, you know, connections to Oklahoma and Tulsa are uh, getting bigger deals and better tours you know, mm -hmm. and things like that. So you know, John Moreland's thinking about touring with the band and, mm -hmm. and then uh, Parker Millsap you know, picked up some of, uh, right. you know, some of our guys. So it's like when a tour comes our way, if we're you know, still doing it kind of on a smaller basis, you know, it, we're kind of just seeing who we have around and who we can reach out to and things. Like the last tour with Jesse that we used, uh, um, John Davies, who is out of Fayetteville, and then George Slepik out of, uh, out of Memphis mm -hmm. here. You know, yeah. that, that was great. It was a great time. So as long as you're, you're kind of, you know, uh, a, a musician that's, that, that, that feels kind of the vibe, it's, it's so fun to get together. And mm -hmm. it's always nice to collaborate. And it makes, you know, songs you've been playing for a long time feel new again if you got somebody new back there putting that energy behind it. So yeah. that, that's the exciting part. Yeah. Yeah, that and fresh stories on the road. Oh, things. of course. Yeah. That must make for some good writing mm -hmm. fodder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is great. It is great to hear uh, about all the other gigs that, you know, the guy you just met or haven't talked to for a long time has played. And, yeah, sharing those things. So do, do those things sort of inspire uh, new projects or new albums? Yeah, they to do. Write? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, this this, this uh, project we're touring through where we're going down with Levi from Russell Shells, I mm -hmm. just kind of came from him, you know, using some of us every once in a while. Mm -hmm. I think I did a tour. I did his tour with Spain with him. Okay. And then, you know, he, he just got this idea to do this, and that's how, you know, this, this, this group of people in this van mm -hmm. came together. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what a lot of people don't understand about uh, sort of touring artists. A lot of times it's, it's not, sometimes it's in planes and it's, you know, it's nice and it's first class, but a lot of times you're in a van yeah. and you're driving. Long periods yeah. of time. And, you know, the music industry is the way it is now. And what that amounts to, what I'm trying to get at is it's, there's not a whole lot of easy touring to where you stop in this town, you drive two hours, this next town, and the next town. The routing is much more difficult because the festivals are really spread out. Uh -huh. So, you know, even I talk to people, you know, in higher rungs of the ladder, and they're driving all the way across from, you know, you could be in that van for eight hours, eight day, mm -hmm. you know, just to get to the next spot. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, not a lot of... Uh Bathroom breaks, coffee breaks, you know, yeah. one or two, you got to keep driving. Get in them quick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah get yeah. your cigarette in quick. Get in, get on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> you, you get there, you sound check, and you start. You start. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah mu much like this gig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to give you dinner. I promise. Yeah, okay. I promise. Everything on, everything's turned on. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's go. Let's, let's go. go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Nowadays, mm -hmm. too. Um, so, what's your latest record called? 
Um, my latest record's been called Sneaker. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was released just a couple years ago, mm -hmm. something like that. So I'll be working on the next one, but uh, I, I was really trying to kind of document that kind of vibe that came from the Tulsa sound, mm -hmm. you know, in its golden era before us, which was between the 70s, all that music that J.J. Kale was doing. And, mm -hmm. and, and really, uh, I was trying to make it a really rhythm-based record. That was what I was trying to get across. So... Can you tell me a little bit about the sort of uh, JJK Leon Russell era church studios? That whole that whole group that sort of, you know, started that that Tulsa sound era. Yeah, you know, um, you know what you feel your connection to it. Oh my! Like connection growing to up, it? you know, growing oh, up with my, it. My and, particular and you, connection growing up. Well, you know, it was funny. I, I played guitar in different rock bands, and it wasn't until I was really into my 30s that I got a hold of my first JJK record. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah. And, and I was looking at, you know, maybe doing something. And, and, and when I heard that record, it just kind of spun me around as far mm. as, you know, I've been doing other kind of Americana things, classic rock things, you know. But when I heard that, I thought, oh, okay. This is something like I can kind of get in this, this, is a groove, in this kind yeah. of direction. Right, you know. He's not singing any high notes. I can't sing high notes. So, all right, let's try this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh -huh. and it, so it's, it's, I think I think there's a lot to your, your limitations as an artist is what define your style, yeah. you know, and I think about that a lot. So that's mm -hmm. an interesting way to put it too. Yeah. I mean, you've played with with a lot of people. You know, I have some of them written down here. You were on the Tonight Show recently with the Secret Sisters. The Secret you know, Sisters, who are out of yeah. Alabama. We love them. Uh -huh. uh, you know, so did they contact you? Was that a, sort of a hookup through? Horton or through other friends? It, it was, uh, they would picked up uh, Jesse and uh, mm -hmm. Patty Ryan okay. from Tulsa right. as a part of their band, and I think they did like a first year with that. And then Jesse got picked up for the Hard Working Americans. Correct, right. And it just so happened that I owned the same lap steel that Jesse had. Uh -huh. and, and, you know, and he talked to me within a couple of weeks. So I, I, was, I was the guy in, in that particular in that, gig while yeah. Jesse was doing Hard Working Americans. I mean, you know, no big deal. Just the Tonight Show. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is, the but funny thing before, is, right? is, is uh, uh, I'd never played lap steel uh, live in public oh. know, like a show. I just always worked on it, you know, in my back room. Jesse goes, oh, no, no they're, they're easy parts. You show them, you know, <laughs> things like that. And uh, two months into playing lap steel, I was playing it on the Tonight Show yeah. in public. So. Yeah, which is, which is a big deal. <laughs> if no one knows what lap steel is, I mean, it's it's... There's a lot of complicated parts to it. Yeah. It's it's very easy to be out of tune on a lap steel. That's <laughs> the thing about it is 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 it doesn't it's it's not like a piano where you press a key down and the notes in a specific spot. Depending on where mm -hmm. you put that bar, it's much like you know a theremin, so it has that whole range. Oh, wow. So it's really easy to get off the note unless your ears really you know locked in. And, yeah, and unless you're Paul Benjamin. No, I, I didn't get it right <laughs> all the time. I, I don't. I definitely don't get steel right all the time. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those evolving instruments, I think, you know, yeah. we, as, as with yeah. every instrument, as with guitar, mm -hmm. when you're picking up new styles yeah. every day. Whenever you see still guys play, they're always looking down at what they're doing, you know, yeah. it's, it's musician's chess for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. So. Uh, you've played with Buffalo Killers, Heartless Bastard, Jonathan Tyler, on and on and on, of course. Uh, all, all, of these, all of these folks find you or you've met them before and it's, a, and it's like a series where you've jammed together and said, hey, let's do, let's do a record or let's do a song together. Um, most of our connections actually come from staff. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, uh, most, most of the time if we get a bigger show or something like that, it's usually from a sound guy that has some pull on a oh, festival yeah. or something like that. He's like, oh man, I heard these guys and you know, yeah, and, and we, 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 we tend to be sound guy and staff favorites. So. 
Oh, that's bad. That, that tends to be, yeah, any kind of hookup connection like that with those kind of bands and things like that is, is, is somebody who works crew, who's seen me play at a festival before. So there's like connections. That. When you tour and do the festival circuit, there's connections with crew and sound people. You see the same folks you over just, and over? You just yeah. don't know, you know. Yeah. Uh, a lot of those shows came from out of the blue, and it says, oh, you know, my name's Rod. I uh, work sound at your, your show. You know, it's something that you didn't, yeah. you know, most of the time, it just comes from all directions, and most of the time, for me, it's somebody I've never met before just asking me yeah. out of the blue. So the, the spontaneous so, connection is yeah. actually a super it's important, really important part of it. You, you don't know, you yeah. know, uh, and that's, you know, if it's one thing I try to do is I never try to mail in a show, because even if it looks like there's only one guy at the show, there could be somebody back there, you know, in the back buying a beer or something yeah. like that, and they'll just, you know, they'll have some opportunity for you. You just do not know who's listening to you at any one point in time. That is very true. Even yeah. today. We, yeah. We don't know. We don't, we don't know. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. I would very much like to tour Zimbabwe, so if anybody in Zimbabwe okay. is watching Diddy TV right now. We do have viewership all over the world, so you good. never know. This, this is another example of you never know. <laughs> yeah. You can get an email and forward it to you and be like, dude, there's a gig in Zimbabwe. They want you. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll yeah, do I mean, yeah. that's the cool thing about mm -hmm. music these days, and especially the community in Tulsa, and I talked about this with a couple, a couple of the other artists today, but this community in Tulsa is really something special. There's a Tulsa sound that's uh, like regenerating from that earlier Tulsa sound that what that had been there, you know, around yeah. church studios and everything. It's a really lucky time. It's a really fortunate time to where, you know, there's, there's not enough money in it to where it, it's running anybody and anybody's getting mad at anybody because there's no big money deals, right? So you don't, right. you don't, you don't have those arguments between right. people. And uh, it, it's also very cool, like, uh, a lot of the guys that have settled back into Tulsa, you know, uh, Jimmy Markham, uh, Jimmy Byfield, and Don White, and those mm -hmm. guys that used to play with Leon, they used to play with Kale, they'll come out and they'll sit down on your gig, and so you get to stand beside them and learn firsthand how they were yeah. doing it. You yeah. Know. It's yeah. kind of like a, a simultaneous, oh my God, like yeah. smack my head moment, yeah. but also like this they're is amazing. They're super cool about it. Yeah. They're not like, hold on, boy, you're doing it all wrong. Mm. Here, get me and get out of the way. You're yeah. not even in front. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's super cool. No, it's like, let's yeah. let's play, you know, like this is my buddy. We're going to play today. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and, and, it's, and it's super cool. And it reminds you the special thing about music. If you're playing a gig together, everybody's all, you know, you can play with guys that are all different ages. But once you hit that first song, you're all the same age. You know, yeah. everybody's 18 when they're, <laughs> when they're going through a song. And that's, that's the special thing about uh, sharing stuff with other musicians. Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is a special so thing about music. You know, it does keep you young, but it, mm. keeps, it keeps that sort of universal magic alive yeah. together. You it know does. what I mean? Yep. Yeah, I like that. I saw you guys not too long ago. It was you and Jesse and maybe, uh, I don't know if Levi was there, but I feel like Dustin might have been there, um, Wink Virgin, at the Chili Cook-Off. Oh, yeah. And that, mm -hmm. you know, George got up and played, you yeah. know, people yearly sit in. Yearly fundraiser That's for Horton Records. Exactly. Yeah. A yearly uh -huh. fundraiser for Horton Records where you guys make the most amazing chili. And, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's worth going it's, to Tulsa just yeah. for that. You know? Yeah, it's, it's a contest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. And uh, did you have chili in that cook-off? Oh, well, we had too much chili. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, had, I had chili entered in the cook-off. Yes. But, but oh, oh, I thought you meant like how I much mean, did we I all, personally yeah, eat? Yeah, we I, all personally I ate, ate a lot. I ate too much. I mean, my, my tempos <laughs> were dragging because I was the last band on, and I'd eaten so much at the time I got on stage. It was, <laughs> 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 it was, it was good. But it's, it's, yeah, it's a good time every year. 
and and it kind of that's what we're trying to present. That's what we try to show is is uh, how how so many of us cross pollinate. And how yeah, and and also know how to cook. What was your chili entry? I'm curious. Um, I'm trying to remember. My, mine was a uh, voodoo chili. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's sounds what spicy. I it. I, I, it was, and it actually goes back to Junior Brown about how. Uh, uh, he was showing me some Jimi Hendrix when I was a kid. You know, mm-hmm. I was looking through this list of songs Jimi Hendrix saw, and I saw Voodoo Child. But at 13, I read it as Voodoo Chili, and he thought that was the funniest, funniest thing ever. I love and it. And so uh, he 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 thought, yeah, he just laughed so much. So you know, at the time I had a little uh, little cassette recorder, and he'd showed me Foxy Lady. And at 13, I was playing like you know my best Foxy Lady, and I remade up the lyrics to Foxy Lady about getting lost in the woods and having this this chili. And passing out or something like that and he thought it was the funniest thing so junior you know he moves on to austin uh-huh. and i don't see him for like a number of years you know i didn't see him from the time i was thir- about 14 to the time i was about 25. You know? Long and time. I, mm-hmm. and I, I catch him backstage at uh, in coffeeville kansas you know and he comes up to me he's looking at me strange goes, paul paul is that you is that man I still got that voodoo chili tape. I play it for all the guys on the bus. It's the funniest thing ever I've ever heard. So, yeah. Did you have lyrics? Did you sing because I'm a voodoo chili? Yeah. Uh, I'm a voodoo chili. Oh, let's see. I, I can't remember how. Because you but have you to put did. it over Foxy Lady. But I had all the lyrics done. Oh, you know. voodoo chili. I, well, singing like a 13-year-old. That, yeah, it's <laughs> changing. It wasn't high quality by any stretch of the imagination. So. You know, that's <laughs> very in, in right now. Yeah. This is a, the, the non-high quality. It's very, maybe we could put like a secret track on your, on your next record, just as an ode yeah, to just, Junior just put, and to yeah, Jimmy. Just stink voodoo chili in. Voodoo chili in. Are people like, what? What's voodoo chili? Voodoo chili. All right, I'm going to look for that on the, on the, okay. on the next one. Yeah. <laughs> so um, going down to record in Muscle Shoals. Have you been there before, first of all? No, I haven't been to Muscle Shoals. You know, okay. Even though uh, the sisters that I toured with live in Muscle Shoals. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. We were always on the road. So. so this will be the first time recording in the sort of studios, well, the second studios, but where, where a, lot of, a lot of hits were made. I mean, the Muscle Shoals sound is just in the water, as in the area. So I'm wondering, how does that feel coming into a record where it's sort of, you know, each artist is gonna be contributing a little bit to, to Levi's record, but you're gonna have your own sound shining through. Does that change for you, the feeling of going into it, or is it just gonna still be you? Is it still gonna be Paul in there? Or is it like Paul and Muscle Shoals with that history in your mind? You know, with that I'm definitely gonna have that in mind, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When we go down and, and, and roll tape on that, um, yeah, I, I I saw that Muscle Shoals documentary, and when I saw it, I actually watched it like two times in a row. I was uh, mowing my lawn, and I got my lawnmower stuck under my van, and while I was trying to get it out, it was still hot, and I burned my hand, and so there was like this two-week period where I couldn't play guitar. I had to cancel like, you know, a gig or two. Oh, man. Burned, yeah, burned a couple of fingers there. I looked at my finger earlier today. Anyways, um... Yeah, so I just sat on the couch and watched it, and it was a life, life-changing thing because it you is. don't really realize everything that was created in Muscle Shoals yeah. until you've seen that documentary and how long of a period of music it was in the golden age, mm-hmm. you know, well into the 70s from the you know, early 60s, yeah. and how many different sounds actually came out of there. Right. So, Not yeah. just that, like, you know, yeah. 
muscle shoal sound, but, but a lot of different, yeah. You know, with that artists. in mind, that's definitely why Levi's wanting to go there. And he's definitely not, you know, we're not going to change necessarily what we do, mm -hmm. but that, that'll be on my mind when I'm sneaking in there. It's all those, all those ancient ninjas that have, you know, <sighs> yeah, been in there just creating perfect guitar parts and yeah, ninja spirit. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just as soon as respect kicks off, that guitar, mm -hmm. you know, just how perfect it sounds going down the tape and everything yeah. like that. So, yeah, that's very cool. A um, couple more questions that I had about Oklahoma since I, you know, I'm not from Oklahoma, but I've been through it a couple of times. It's a, it's a really culturally rich state and it's just a lot. I mean, there's a lot of heritage there. Do you have um, any connection with the sort of, you know, uh, indigenous people that are there in your blood or or you know in your music well you know it's it's a deep that, that's a deep thing mm -hmm. you know um not you know not directly necessarily mm -hmm. any you know I'm, I'm i'm not on what was considered necessarily called on the rolls mm -hmm. and things and and my fa family doesn't necessarily carry uh, Native uh, American heritage with them. Um, they primarily were uh, farmers uh, in the northeast corner, uh, close to Kansas and all that. Okay. And uh, um, they came from different Catholic families and things. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, the, the the Indian heritage that, that's in my family. That there there was this real you know real dark period where nobody would talk about. You know, right. But if you if you look at you know, you start looking at members of the family, you go, oh well, you know that's probably you might have some Native American. Yeah. There's know, some and, there's some mingling in there. But yeah, it's 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 something that I I, I respect. Um, uh, I was uh, hap I was in the school system at the time where we would do tours of uh, Shalagi and uh, and uh, we do Anadarko and and, and and a lot of uh, Native American sites and and there is um, there's there's still a inspiring spirit of inventiveness you know that I definitely don't try to appropriate but. Um, uh, that that I, I respect and uh, it's around it's it's, it's yeah. around you know it's it's definitely around especially growing up in the smaller towns uh -huh. and and that's the thing about Oklahoma is everybody talks about Tulsa and then after that there's Oklahoma City right. there's this whole other section of the state to where it's very diverse culturally once you get out to the smaller towns and things so uh, and, uh, and plus the, I mean, plus the nature there, the rivers, canyons. Nature, yeah, yeah. And, and the rivers, and then, you know, the people, you talk about that, I lived for a number of years in Tahlequah, and that was the end of the Trail of Tears, where Trail of Tears really? was okay. in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, um, where the kind of river split, because I suppose Tahlequah stood for uh, two is enough. Oh, so, okay. Um, and just, just living there, and you're exposed to, that particular town, you're exposed to a lot of, um, spirituality from all kinds of different places mm -hmm. and uh, yeah that's that's another that without directly answering your question mm -hmm. that, no that you have <laughs> answered it though I mean that that type of I mean that type yeah, of um, you know living there you experience enrichment things. can't help but filter into your, you your yourself as an artist mm -hmm. too and into your music mm -hmm. do you have um, do you have family back home as in like children loved ones or are you out on the road touring are you uh, Sort of a free agent at this point, or <laughs> I mean, you know, not directly. I just mean like, do you have when, when you t when you you're always playing? It seems to me, and you're in, you're in a lot of 
a lot of uh, bands at home. You have you play the Colony all the time, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, which is an amazing, I think, resource there in Tulsa itself. And yeah, I have a different special guest at the Colony yeah. uh, every week, mm -hmm. and that could be like a touring musician. A lot of them I've never played with before. Oh, really? Like Just yeah. passing through? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I got to play with songwriter Anthony DaCosta, okay. who, who was coming through, and he plays in uh, Sarah Jarosa's band and oh, wow. on, uh, in his own right. And it just happened to be somebody that uh, my friend Patty Ryan knew, and he hit me up. He's like, he's coming through, and it's and it's such a relief for you know, it's it, it's such fun for them because you know there's no rehearsal. You show up, I just set a groove down, and I go, hey, stay out there as long as you want, and they yeah. get to play solos as long as they want. That's and, really you cool. Know, really do their thing, and, and, and I you know, I try to kind of steer the team towards where they're going, and yeah, yeah. So it's cool, and then that's been an institution we've done that for six years. Oh, so, man. So yeah. is that Sunday nights, primarily, yeah. like every mm -hmm. Sunday night? Every Sunday well? night, yeah. Man, that's mm -hmm. a commitment. So, it, <laughs> that it is. is a but I never, I never get up and go, man, I wish I didn't have this gig. You it's know? cool there. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very fortunate to, uh, you know, have people come out and support mm -hmm. that kind of thing while showing up without knowing exactly what to expect. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I love the, um, the fact that, you know, all the folks who actually live locally in Tulsa, too, come and support. You know, it's like you hear about... You hear about these uh, shows that are happening, and you're like, oh, I'm at the colony. Come on down. Yeah. You know, and yeah. there's some great cocktails, seasonal cocktails. They get some food. You know, you hang Affordable out. There's art on the wall. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's really That's a wonderful, it's really it. wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to hear your set here on Diddy TV today and, uh, and what's coming up with the album with Levi. Will you keep us posted on new work coming out? Are you working on new we'll projects? We'll do, yeah. Okay. I'm, in the, I'm in the writing process of the next thing. Oh, yeah? Which will be a little bit different than, you know, the, the, the last. Uh, than um, Sneaker? Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. like Sam. We played a couple tunes here, a couple videos here on Diddy for you. Oh, what, okay. um, when you say it'll be a little bit different, you know, you don't have to reveal too many secrets, but what's the, what's the general sort of vein you're going through right um, now? You know, I'm kind of... Uh, we had a, uh, a guy, you know, that was a mentor to all of this, yeah, Steve, uh, Steve Pryor. He was a uh, guitar player, and uh, he stayed primarily in Tulsa, but, he, you know, he had a, the L.A. record deal back in, like, 91 and everything. Okay. Opened for, like, Fabulous Thunderbirds. And he, he was this musician that was definitely coming from this very, you know, skilled but emotional place and he was doing things as a guitar player that um that i've never heard any other guitar player do mm -hmm. and uh anyways we, we lost him uh, a couple of years ago yeah. and uh, uh it's it's kind of it's kind of brought this change in the way i think about music and, and play about music and and what i'm going to do next is going to be kind of an unofficial tribute to how uh, playing music with him has affected me yeah okay well yeah. That sounds wonderful. So it'll be, be it'll be digging a little bit deeper than I have in the well, past, and I'm looking to, to do that. So a little mm -hmm. grooving. Awesome. Thank you so much, Paul, for coming by today. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. It's been fun. All it's right. Fun drinking sweet tea and answering questions and playing music. Oh, we get some uh, barbecue in there, maybe some yeah. Memphis barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> All Memphis right. This is a spot. It yeah. is, man. Come on back through anytime. We'll do. Okay. See ya. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 